Welcome to Bali in the Beard. My name is Luke. My name is Garapy. I was waiting for something, waiting for you to say something. I thought you were going to say something. No, I was just staring you down. Um, here we are. Um, we're going to talk about games. Not much has happened this week. It's been a pretty slow week. I mean, besides the significant release of Resident Evil 7, uh, it's just been a quiet week. Yeah. Uh, today's probably been the most news all week. And that was uh, the Squaresoft thing? That and uh, a couple other things got announced. Um, besides Resident Evil 7, uh, before we get into news, what have you been up to this week? Uh, Dragon Quest Eight came out last <laughs> Friday? I think it was Friday. No, it was last Tuesday. Or was it Friday? Uh, Nintendo's was, usually Friday, It was they? Friday. And uh, I've been really enjoying that. I put about... Ah, oh, don't touch me. I put about five hours into it and... Um, Gosh, I forgot how good that game was. Even had voice acting, which I totally forgot about. But it's got the cell shaded graphics and it's held up very well. Um, I don't know what they've changed so far, but I'm sure they polished up somewhat as far as mechanics go. It's still kind of grindy. That's okay. I'm sad because I uh, I actually booted up my 3DS for the first time. My uh, grandpa had surgery this week on Monday, so I thought, what a perfect game to buy and play. And I didn't have enough room on my SD card. Really? And I didn't have... By the time I thought about buying it, it was too late to like go to the store and buy it or anything. Oh, you try the digital download it? Yeah. I can see that. But I started playing Fire Emblem Awakening instead. I know I'm super late to the party on that, but it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, like I said, I, it was spit. I uh, started playing that, but um, I kind of put it down for... Partly the stress of the permadeath that's an option on there. I should have just turned it off right away. And I also uh, cornered myself with levels because I fed all the all the enemies to one guy and it screwed me over. And then something else came along and I went, ooh, shiny, and then I started playing that. See, that's, that's my worry. I do that all the time. But, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I already had two characters die. I'm only like five hours into the game. You doing the permadeath? Yep. Monster. I, uh... One of uh, one of which was this little kid. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> yeah, you get like so that's that little town defender kid. Yeah, and I was totally trying to uh, have him mop up uh, a couple guys because if you got enough XP with him to, that he would level up, he'd join your party. And I'm like, perfect. They got like two hits on him, so I sent him after this guy, and of course his attack missed, and the dude. <laughs> counterattacked me stupid kid left me down to like one health and then the enemy went ahead and attacked on his turn and i was like cool i killed kids well i mean he's the real villain here yeah you sent him to his death and he trusted you but you know well if he would have just did what i told him to do i mean maybe if he would have listened and actually hit the guy you know ordering a 12 year old to go kill a full-grown man is maybe you are the monster I'm just saying, disappointed. He, uh, if he was still alive today, he, you bet your ass he'd be grounded. <laughs> Responsibility goes a long way. I gotta get back into the Fire Emblem uh, Birthright. I, I have it, but I did the same thing. I just kind of stopped playing it. It's good. It's really good. But it's also kind of overwhelming to know that there's two games that I'm basically going to have to play to enjoy the full story, plus extra content. My biggest problem with like any video games, and that's how I tell people, uh, you know, it's a good game, or at least I think it's a really good game, uh-huh. is if I finish it, 
because I'm like a dog chasing cars. I see a car, I chase it, and then all of a sudden another car comes along and I decide to chase that one instead. I I have a hard time now that I've gotten older sitting and playing one video game all the way through. Just the fact that you beat Final Fantasy XV is like a monument to your adulthood. Seriously, I uh, it's sad when I was younger. Maybe maybe it's because I didn't have any disposable income at that point, so every video game you had to play it till you got sick of it. I used to be able to finish games no problem. Now I can't. While we're still on the topic of Fire Emblem, they also announced the Fire Emblem mobile game. Yeah, I've seen that. That looks uh, that see that could be something that I'm a little more into. Something that I can take on the go. I don't really know what the gameplay is like yet. I didn't really see that deep into it, but I'm sure it's going to be something simple along the lines of Mario Run. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah, we will. Um, I know you, uh, that's pretty much all I played this week. Um, We played a little bit of Resident Evil 7 tonight so we could uh, talk about it and have hands-on, but uh, I know you were playing Pit People. I played Pit People. It's... um... It's still in development, but, you know, early release, whatever. It's made by Behemoth. They made Castle Crashers, Battle Block Theater, Alien Hominid. And uh, it's as funny as you'd expect it to be. It's it's pretty cool. It's like a... I mean, the game is insane. It's like a grid-based... Well, like Fire Emblem, kind of. That kind of a fighter. Except the difference is you don't choose attacks. You can outfit your class and, like, give them weapons and all that good stuff. But you choose their path where they're going to move to on the grid. And then they'll just auto-attack or auto-block what's near them. And there's like a paper, rock, scissors system too. So like a sword can't do as much damage to a, a helmeted enemy as a mace can. That kind of a thing. And you can capture your opponents if you want their class or if you're collecting them. I don't know. I only played it for a few hours. But uh, it's hilarious. There's a constant narration of like an evil bear deity that's like just controlling everything. It's That's Stamper. He's the, he was the narrator. Hattie McHaddington from um, Battle Block Theater. It's also hilarious. But, uh, no, it's it's going to be good. There's a lot of, like, throwbacks and stuff to the other games in there, too. And I heard that uh, the narrator, uh, he just kind of BSed along the way for most of the storyline. They just kind of worked it in with the game. And <laughs> it sure seems that way. But it's a lot of fun. Healers are cupcakes. They throw their frosting at you, at your <laughs> buddies, and they get health at the sacrifice of their own health. It's pretty great. I, uh, yeah, Behemoth makes some great games. I don't know how many hours I spent playing Castle Crashers. I'd still play that game. It's and, great. And the fact that it's uh, couch co-op. Yeah. And even on, I like when it can be couch co-op and online co-op. Maybe I'm asking too much, but I just like that. It's nice. And Pit People is multiplayer also, either couch co-op or online. You can work together or you can uh, enter the arena, fight other opponents. They have insane mode and it's a good game. I like it. Been playing anything else? Uh, I played Wild Star. Oh, I've uh, played. <laughs> I played that when it uh, when it came out, actually, way yeah. back in the day, two thousand twelve, I think. I actually really enjoyed it until I hit uh, the level cap in like two days. Yeah, it's it's still as fun as it was, and it's just as uh, colorful, and it kind of makes me think of like. Guardians of the Galaxy in spirit and like characters, kind of like a Wild West outer space type thing. It's still really cool. And if you have any extra time or in the mood for an MMO, it's pretty simple to pick up and it's engaging. It's got pretty colors. That that helps me. 
It's free to play now, right? It's free to play, but if you subscribe for 15 bucks a month, you get some bonuses and like 25 plus experience. But, you know, if you're just going to play it casually, it's not that big a deal. Yeah, I might have to check out playing that again. I bought it on uh, release and when I was looking for something to replace WoW. I think it's a fair replacement for WoW. I do. And I remember hearing that I think it was made by some of the previous developers of WoW, but I, I don't. Your guts are just going crazy over there. Is there a baby kitty in there? You're a monster. You're made up of the smaller parts of other creatures. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably that ocean of mayonnaise they put on your subs my sandwich. <laughs> I'll give you a minute. Just go. Anyway. <laughs> oh, that's going on the blooper reel for sure. You kidding me? That's gold. Makes us human. Oh, man. I get it like every once in like a great while. I don't know what happens. I think it's just our general uh, state of health that we keep ourselves in. That <laughs> we're getting older. Uh, back to uh, news for the week. And uh, after... Uh, was there anything else? No, we were talking about Wildstar. So yeah, Wildstar. I might have to look back into that. Yep. Um, yeah, I do remember it being a lot, a lot like WoW back in the day, and I really liked it. But I, uh, like I said, I hit level cap super early, and when the game first came out, there just really wasn't much to do once you got to max level. Your characters are probably still there too. Mine, mine all were. I just had to get an authenticator off of it that I couldn't use i don't even remember what my log now now it's like a scavenger hunt i'm gonna have to do it i I tried like four or five different emails until i found the right one (laughs) that's always the greatest thing please log in shit but uh yeah i mean you can get those old characters and you can you have to rename them now because they're so old and uh also um you can totally just change their appearance race and everything in the game which is kind of cool yeah i'll have to uh try that out um so news for the week um we're gonna save talking about resident evil 7 in the next segment we're gonna talk not only about that but the series in general kind of our memories of it um memories what we enjoy about it what we hope resident evil 7 does fixes Mm. forget about resident evil 6 it's kind of trash the series and start new correct but we're going to talk about that later. Um, you know what else there's a seventh of? What? Ace Combat. Oh, yeah. That's a good segue that I totally blew. Oh, I, I, I got it back. Is that a Square Enix game? No, that's uh, Namco. Namco. They're still around? Yes. All right, good for them. And um, we should send them a postcard that says good for you guys. Have you ever? Yeah. They made get the. Well, get well soon. They make the Mario Kart arcade games. Do they? That's bizarre. Yeah, that's because uh, you can have like Pac-Man and Blinky and stuff in there. The arcade games are super cool, actually. I really like them. They link together, I believe. Yeah. Although, uh, they say you can link up to four, but I've never seen... Isn't that the worst when you go to an arcade and there's like four, like, we'll call it, say, Mario Kart or my favorite, Daytona USA, but all linked together, and of course only like two of them work? Yeah. That happened to uh, me yesterday at the Mall of America. Oh, that's lame. Yeah, it was quite upsetting. Fix some arcades. But anyway, after Namco bashing and arcade bashing, Ace Combat 7 is uh, coming to PC and Xbox One. As well as PS4? As well as PS4. 
And this is probably the first in the series where they did that. I haven't played one for years, though. I think Ace Combat 2, maybe. No, you had to have played Ace Combat 4. That was a huge one on uh, PS2. Yep. I may have rented it. I rented one of them. I think everybody's played that game. My earliest jet game memories. Uh, Captain Skyhawk on Nintendo. Yes. Amazing game for its time. It's a mm-hmm. cool game. And then Afterburner on Sega. Yeah, that game was really cool. That game was intense. Did you ever play the arcade version? Yeah. Yeah, that was even better. That was even better, yeah. Um, God, those are good. I think those are Sega. I, I did read something that uh, the PlayStation version, and I'm guessing the PC will have some support for it too, but uh, supporting PlayStation VR, that would oh, be a really cool game. To that's what's going to feel right. It's yeah. not going to be like... Shoehorned? Yeah. That's going to uh, be good. Yeah, that that would be really cool. There's also uh, there's a new game coming out. It's in uh, the preview program on Xbox One, uh, some space game. Like a space fighting game? Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Elite Dangerous or whatever that game's called. Okay. But those are like the perfect games for VR. Oh man, Elite would be amazing with a VR headset. I want to say I read something that they're gonna they're gonna add that in at some point. They should. It's like it's it's a kind of a time consuming game and it's a huge learning curve. But it's like space trucking or space fighting if you want to do that too. It's probably more money. But it's so like chill and relaxing. I just think flight sims and like any kind of like racing or driving type games or anything like that. That's anything what with be... the cockpit. Yep. It's your favorite. It is. But no, I agree with you. Wait for the oh, could you imagine if they did a third um steel battalion? That was actually good. Okay, a fourth steel battalion. I forgot. They made a terrible connect one. Yeah, why do you gotta bring up bad things like that? People need to know the past, lest they forget and start over. I was so excited because I'm one of the dumb people that has Connect. I was like, I had hey, it. hey we... this might be cool. Then I looked at the reviews and like, it scored like a 3 out of 10 on average. Yeah. Which is like impossible. Your game has to be beyond broken for that to happen. Yeah. Steel Battalion games are so cool. I remember our buddy Chad got it when it came out on Xbox. And if you're not familiar, Steel Battalion is like a, basically a mech simulator like mech warrior except you had this giant control unit that was like 40 switches and two joysticks on it yep or is it like 70 switches i don't remember Uh, it was huge yeah the controller itself this was back in early 2000s was like 200 some bucks but uh it was so cool it even had windshield wipers on it Mm -hmm. it was fun like even the beginning when you'd start up you'd have to like warm up your mech and flip all the toggles and, and then hit the engage button and it was cool i don't think i ever made it past the second level honestly my cousin i'd watch him play it because he had like he did like maintenance for his dad's home and stuff or his dad's business home maintenance for his dad's business anyway he got a hold of an old barber's chair like an old big black one steel frame it leans back he like rigged it up so he could put the controller on it and swing it over and like lean back and this put the pedals on the floor like on the where your feet rest on the barber's chair that was tight. I wonder if he still has that. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. So you had pedals, too. Yeah. So it wasn't just like, yeah. I'd like to, I'd kind of like to get a copy of that in a working controller, but it's probably ungodly expensive now. I looked it up, and it, I remember it not being as bad. I also remember seeing one in the box for 75 bucks at Pond America and wished I'd bought it. Yeah. That would have been sweet. Um, well, there we go again. Jumping all over the place 
Um, that's what we do. Quick Overwatch news. Uh, they hit 25 million players as of today. Which that's is, a lot of players. Yeah, that's, that's probably worldwide, I'm assuming. Yeah, but even at that, that's ridiculous for a game. Um, they announced their new Year of the Rooster uh, like se- cool. seasonal event. I kind of want to get some of those skins. They're really neat. I haven't seen any of them yet, but I've heard from a couple of different people that they're pretty cool. And there's a new game mode. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, you got to see the Reinhardt skin, dude. I'm looking up my phone. Keep going. Um, so that's always cool. I I really enjoy some of the themes and stuff that Blizzard's coming out with for Overwatch. Um, They've been fun. I know they're kind of money pits, but they are pretty cool. The thing is, though, like, they add... That is pretty sweet. I wish I could, like, accurately describe that. He's kind of like an Oni-type monk guy. He's got, like, the big balls around his neck. He's got, like, a little butt flap. and He's kind of like a monk if he was a giant German. <laughs> but go on. So, yeah. Overwatch, that's always good. If you haven't played that game and you're a fan of shooters at all, I get it. That's me. Um, it's pretty cute. Yes. Yeah, no, it's a great game. It's very... It's balanced and then if it's ever found to be not balanced blizzard usually stays on top and you know they patch it pretty quick if anybody exploits it for too long but it's real good um the for honor baiter baiter ah, i can't baiter talk. baiter mm-hmm. can't talk tonight for fried baiters the for <laughs> honor baiter <laughs> could not talk tonight it's so oh hard. i'm happy the, the for honor beta came out tonight uh, released this week. I was watching some of it on Twitch. Unfortunately, neither of us got codes for it. Not that I know of. Bastards. Um, I guess we're just not warrior enough. I, uh, I've been cautiously optimistic about that game. Yeah. And I, uh, I was watching a little oh, bit of it. Me. Sorry. That's okay. You can keep touching me. Go on. But you, you have some sweet pajama pants on. Yeah, they're Super Mario World pants. I got them at JC Penney's like 10 years ago, I think. What this has to do with For Honor, I have no idea, but it's awesome. Yeah. Um, if you're not familiar with that, it looks like a it's basically a big PvP player, nah, team-based, I think. There's different modes. There's a, I know uh, the ones they have out now are 1v1, 2v2, and then 4v4. Okay. And it's kind of like a melee combat with realistic warriors from different eras and factions like Vikings, Samurais, Medieval. Uh, that's really all I know. Viking samurai and uh, like knights. Yeah, and I got I gotta imagine that they'll add in different uh, factions at some point. Um, I know there's gonna be a campaign and stuff for it too. Um, cautiously optim- optimistic for that game. Watching some Twitch today, it looked pretty cool. I think after watching it today, I decided that, especially with lovely game share, that we're gonna we're gonna pick that up. That's early February. Uh, February I want 14th, I'm pretty positive. Valent- perfect Valentine's Day gift. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Well, you know, I spoil you. Yeah, I'll make up for it. Uh, Man, there's too many games coming out. I forgot how intense February was. Yeah, because uh, Horizon Zero Dawn comes out soon, too. Yep. Um, I, think that's, I think that's late February, though. Well, just between there and March, I know the South Park game comes out. Ghost Recon comes out. Uh, I hate not having money in free time. The Switch. Yeah, the Switch, Mark. the Switch, the Switch. Um, some other news. 
I neither of us have played it, but I I've heard about it quite a bit. Um, Pillars of Eternity two got announced. Um, I know it's partially uh, fan funded. Interesting. So it must be a pretty big game. Uh, I don't even know much about it, but uh, a friend of mine told me about it, and then I read a little bit about it on IGN. So I'm sure there's uh, plenty of people out there that are uh, excited about that. It must be good. Um, it's Obsidian made it. All right. Um, I'm trying to remember. Ooh, from the screenshots, it's looking like a like a Diablo style action RPG. That sounds right. Multiplayer, at least groups of five. I'm interested. So yeah, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. Um, like I said, it was a lot of fan funding and stuff, so it's obviously got a pretty loyal player base. Hmm. So that's always good. Um, Speaking of action RPGs, I don't know if you're familiar with, um, shoot, Path of Exile, that's what it's called. I've heard of it. It's a really good um, independent game, I believe. I can't remember who was behind it, but some bigger developers. Anyway, it's been on PC for many years, but now it's finally coming to console, and and it uh, it's going to be really good. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's, it's been free to play online, so I don't know if it's going to be free to play on Xbox, but it's a very solid action RPG if you like the medieval type thing. I'll check that out. Um, a, a weird one that I just read about today, um, they announced an Apocalypse Now game. Really? Uh, due out next year sometime. Um, for anybody not familiar, Apocalypse Now is a pretty popular movie about the Vietnam War. Pretty dark, pretty gritty. So I could I could see that being a very a very interesting concept for a game um, if it's done well. Not a, not enough. Uh, I know it's still a pretty touchy subject with a lot of people since there's still um, a large number of Vietnam veterans alive and well and stuff today but um that that's an era and time that's not covered by many video games no i can only think of a couple platoon on nintendo and then there was a there was a vietnam game on xbox i don't remember what the series shell shock 67 i think i never yeah. played it i played it i rented it it was what you'd expect it was kind of a third person type shooter um, I know Call of Duty Black Ops kind of explored it a little bit. I, yeah, I don't know how to describe it. It was arcadey, but it, it was more, uh, it was more kind of like, I was going to say like Black Ops, but it was secret, um, special ops kind of thing. It wasn't frontline kind of stuff. I, I think, I wonder how like a gritty Vietnam game would do if people would go for it. It would be really dark. Um, I wonder, it's kind of a, it's, it's such frowned a, upon, it's a frowned upon war. I was going to, well, not, not only that, but it, it's still, it's a really touchy subject. Yeah, it really is. Um, and myself having family members that served and stuff. Yeah. They're still upset about one of my late uncles served and a couple other family members. Um, gross. I hate spiders. That is the second spider I've seen in this apartment. The other one landed on my neck when I was eating uh, macaroni and cheese on the couch in my underwear at like 2 in the morning. That would freak me out. I didn't know what it was. I grabbed it and went, oh, what was that? And then I, was, and then I chased it off and squished it with something. Good. Anyway, not to interrupt your war with my own personal one. <laughs> no, I hate spiders. I want that thing dead. Just That's chilling. It's dead at the end of the podcast. 
All right. Um, yeah. Um, so Apocalypse Now game. Um, gritty, dark, handsome. It, it's kind of it's kind of weird. I I hope they go that route because I don't want just a shoot 'em up Call of Duty kind of style campaign where I explosions and everything. Most people are done with that. Yep. I, I want something kind of like Spec Ops the line that makes you think about things. Um, for anybody that hasn't played that game, that that's a game that kind of explores the horrors of war and mental illness to a... I um, haven't played that. It's it's definitely worth playing. What's it on? Uh, every console. Um, well, it, it was last generation, so PS3, Xbox 360. I'm pretty sure it was on PC, too. It's one of those games I overlooked because it seemed like a cheap military game when in the era of Call of Duty. I don't know. Um, it's a third-person shooter. I mean, it's not the most highly polished game. Is that where the Sniper Elite games come from? Or is that its own series? That's its own series. Okay. Um, I remember it scoring pretty decent. It was scoring in the 8s out of 10 range. Um, but more or less, play for the story and kind of the personal struggle of the main character. Um, it's It's got a pretty, uh, it's got a pretty intense ending to it. I One that you don't that. see see coming. Um, other than RE Seven, the biggest news came today. Actually, um, Square Enix was teasing a new, uh, a big new announcement, and we found out today that it's uh, a partnership with Marvel for a multi-game deal starting in 2018. Um, the hashtag reassemble. Um, it's just a trailer. Uh, Showing a bunch of, it's got like Iron Man's hand broken off and Captain America's shield and a few other characters um, talking about getting the Avengers back together. Um, it's made by Montreal uh, Eidos and Crystal Dynamics, Tomb Raider and Deus Ex um, Revolution. And I, those games I've never played but are pretty highly revered as very thorough and amazing games, Deus Ex games. So I'm kind of excited for the world that they're going to help create because I think it'll be really cool. And the trailer didn't really show much, but like you said, the remains of certain heroes. I don't know if something has taken over, like a regime, or if it's just like the world versus the heroes type thing, like X-Men. But I'm kind of wondering if it's supposed to take place after like the Civil War events. Yeah. See, um, I don't know much about all that, but I am kind of interested in it. Um, and it's going to be based, I'm assuming, on the movie, Marvel movie universe, not so much the, the comics. comic books, probably. And granted, there are plenty of similarities. I don't think they stray that far, except the comic books are probably more violent. Yeah. Um, the one thing, especially with the new Deus Ex games, they've gotten pretty dark and explored, um, you know, AI and that sort of thing what's right morally right what's morally wrong that kind of thing um i've always wanted to play them but they always seem like time sinks and i just never did so i'm kind i'm kind of intrigued to see what kind of game this is going to be if it's going to be something like marvel ultimate alliance which is kind of like a diablo style game with the avengers which would be cool i'd be down for another game like that yeah but it'd be kind of cool to be in a world where you have to, uh, the morality of like superheroes or something comes into question. Something really dark. Something um, dark would be nice. 
and granted the movies are leaning closer and closer to that which is kind of nice but if it's the creators of deus ex i really do think they're going to craft a pretty intriguing world i don't know if it'd be multiplayer or something like it'd be kind of a waste not to have multiplayer with all those cool heroes see that that's kind of where i'm kind of wondering because a great single player story or maybe maybe you could kind of a four or five hour campaign but you could play as five or six different heroes would be cool and each have their own campaign for you know four or five hours long but at the same time like you said it'd be such a waste not to be able to hop online with your friends and well it'd be cool as if they did something like uh last of us where they had a stellar storyline i mean amazing game but they also had a pretty good multiplayer with like factions with two yeah, factions that'd be cool. something like that would be cool um i just it'll be interesting to see what kind of game it is because i um part of me wants like a single player kind of or maybe just a an a, a possibility of a co-op but a really dark story kind of crafted narrative because even the tomb raider remake got dark at times oh yeah and almost uh, the entire time um that was very gritty i mean they didn't they didn't shy away from showing gruesome deaths and um just the kind of punishment that Lara took throughout that whole game it and made it made me uncomfortable at times and even like the first time she killed a person yeah which was an event in its own so yeah i'm excited i don't know when the, if they said any kind of release date but i'm sure it'll be 2018 uh 2018's the first games um due out so hopefully at E3 this year they'll have some kind of um reveal kind of giving us even sort of what kind of game it'll be or um even like an open an open world superhero game would be super cool too i mean there's so many ways they could go with it um well you look at open world games like um was it <sighs> prototype and infamous infamous i mean they were pretty dark from what i understand i didn't play them myself but especially infamous where you can kind of be a, a douche yeah i uh it'll be interesting to see um it's sad because as much as uh like final fantasy and stuff finally had to come back um lately square enix's side projects have been really good tomb raider deus ex um they've all been reviewing really well the last few years yeah so i i feel that it's in pretty capable hands I really want to play the new Deus Ex, but I haven't played any of them, and it seems like a series that you want to progressively play, as I think the character carries over. The second one looks really good. I got that on, like, three different consoles now, and I still haven't touched it, because <laughs> they gave it away for free on several things, or cheaply. So, uh, I should probably play at least the second one first. Yeah, that would be something I want to check out, too. Uh, well, I know, I know the Mankind Divided and... Uh... What was the newest one that came out? Human Revolution? Or yeah. Or was, was it the other way? Was the second one. And then Mankind Divided, I think, was the third one. Um, those two go together. I know that's at least the same character. So, um, But yeah, Marvel's game, uh, hashtag reassemble, oh, rough. is what they're... Uh, I, was, this, I was just checking with Mankind Divided as the third one, and it was. IGN gave it a 9.2, GameSpot an 8, and Steam gave it a 6. Those PC gamers, I tell you what, they don't know what's good. I oops, it's all right. <laughs> Some don't know what's good. Yeah, 
But that being said, we're going to come back next segment. We're going to talk about Resident Evil 7. Um, and then Resident Evil. The series. I hear your guts still. <laughs> you can look at me right in the eye. I'm still going to hear them. Welcome back to the second half of Baldy and the Beard. Oh, you. Yeah, that's right. I have the, Resident Evil. The, what? I have the power now. You have the power this time. <clears throat> Resident Evil 7 came out. It's, um, everyone's a little skeptical of it because Resident Evil kind of took a nosedive after 5 and 6. Except for, I mean, Revelations, was, were, they were good games. I'll, I'll give those two that much credit, but 6 was a real donkey show. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but even a donkey show is probably more entertaining than those games. You know, I was trying I was trying to think of something not offensive and not- without swearing, and I just said something just equally as disgusting as anything I could have said. Yeah, I, I don't condone donkey shows. If you don't know what that is, Google it. <laughs> Urban Dictionary. So, yeah, no, um, it came out. We uh, played it for about half hour, 45 minutes tonight before we started the podcast. So we actually had something to talk about. And it's about what I expected it to be, but it's good. It's good. It's a it's kind of moves forward and then also it goes back to the, its roots. It's it's good so far. Yeah, it's uh <clears throat> right now it's playing more like a, a a PT with or an outlast with a little more action to it. But it's Oof. still creepy and violent. And the first boss fight is, uh, although it's easy, it's satisfying in a way. It's it's uh, difficult. Well, it's not really difficult, but it's satisfying, and it's kind of emotional in its own way, too. And, like, there's a part, it's without spoilers, we don't want to spoil anything, but you get to a part where they come at you with a chainsaw, and uh, you're trying to get your hand uncorked from the wood because somebody stabbed to the wall with a screwdriver. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, I got to hold this button. I didn't realize it in time. And then I proceeded to get my hand chopped off the chainsaw. I'm like, well, I just lost that event. No, actually, you just play the game for a little bit without a hand, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and uh, one of the uh, you, you took a death during one of the boss fights with said chainsaw, and that was pretty brutal. Imagine, uh, imagine uh, <clears throat> playing first person Gears of War when you get Lancered, except. Instead of starting from the shoulder and working your way down, you start from the groin and work your way up. That reminds me of an episode of Tales from the Crypt that I shouldn't have watched when I was really young. It was a, uh, it was cool. I the only problem was when work your way up to like the head part. We were talking the camera should have split. Should have split. Be awesome if the VR did that. I opted to not go with the VR on this one just because I. I really want to play Resident Evil 7, and I just don't want the experience to be tiresome for me. So I went with the Xbox for now. But when it goes on sale, I'll probably pick up the VR version and give it a poke. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be cool. Um, so far, it's been getting uh, pretty solid reviews, um, mostly in the mid-8s. So that's good. Seems like a lot of people are enjoying it. Um, some other brief things we can talk about. It sounds like like the first game, even more so, they add a lot of ambient sounds 
to kind of throw you off. Even yes, your foot, footsteps can uh, kind of throw you off. Next time I play it, I'll probably throw my headset on. Um, doors closing, wood creaking, water dripping, all that kind of stuff. But it's definitely home. It's, uh, it's what I imagine it would be. And uh, I don't know if you played the demo of uh, the first hour, but you play a character not from that, as I thought you were going to be the cameraman. Whom I have a feeling will show up eventually, I don't know. But you're playing a guy that wasn't introduced previously that um, is searching for his girlfriend, and he got a lead that she's there at the home. So that's the first hour of the game. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's it's like, it's kind of funny because we were talking about the beginning of the game, how it's like every bad horror movie. Yeah. Hey, look, there's chainsaws and dead animals and stuff. Creepy woods. Let's go in. A horse-like effigy. But, uh... Ugh. Once you're inside the house, it really does give you a a nice sense of dread. Yeah, they it keeps it they keep it really dark, um, obviously, even though it's the middle of the day when you get there. But um they give you a little flashlight so you have a very narrow scope of view. And uh they use that to their advantage pretty well. That and you can do it sounds funny, but every other Resident Evil game, when you go through a door you just kind of go through a door um five and six in resident evil four i guess too um more action based you just didn't even think about it but um the original one two and three when you walk through a room the door just automatically closed now you can choose to close the door or not and i got a feeling later in the game that's gonna that's gonna come back to either bite you if you don't open the door or leave it open, or if you close it. I can see enemies having not being able to get in if you close the door, or if something jumps out in front of you and you close the door. Well, now you're going to have a hard time getting away from it. Yeah, um, I noticed that too, but also notice that not every door can you manipulate, which I kind of felt was cheap since some doors they can let you, some doors they won't. But I feel like if they're going to make that a mechanic, it should be every door. I'm wondering how much of that was just because you're playing kind of the, we kind of played the prologue, so to speak. Yeah, I don't know. There was that one trap door I could manipulate, and there's a couple other wooden doors. I have a feeling that if they're not manipulatable, that sounds right, that they're probably not destructible. Because apparently there's some uh, environment destruction that happens in that game. Yep. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, we didn't get the... I've seen the average length for most people is between 10 and 12 hours. So we played maybe a half hour, 45 minutes of that. So, I mean, we're not even 10% into the game. Yeah. Um, we got pretty much to the point where a lot of the trailers with uh, the Baker family kind of, you're sitting down at the dinner table. Spoiler alert, that's pretty early in the game. Um, it's The Baker family so far is pretty cool. <laughs> they're they're funny they're like uh psychotic hillbilly murderers but they have like a still maintain this home i mean it's a home clearly here's what i was thinking minus uh i, I don't even want, i don't even want to say that well in the trailer you see the three you see uh i believe it was lucas the son i think that was his name yep marguerite and uh is it dave uh he's just dead or dad, whatever. He's daddy. Daddy. Um, did it, like, when you sit down at the dinner table, obviously they're psychotic and 
Um, they're not afraid to kill you, but it kind of reminded me of the Bundy family. Married with children, Bundys. <laughs> like, like, like the dad was just kind of yelling at at the at Marguerite, the wife, to like shut the hell up, pretty much. And and he has like a really like a small southern gentleman type drawl to his speech. Yeah, which is kind of cool. How am I gonna fix this? Oh, and the kill when he gets you, man, it's pretty brutal. Because at like some point your your hand gets stapled back on, and he just grabs it and like breaks it off and then snaps your neck yeah that oh. was pretty brutal oh man i'm excited to see where that game goes i got a feeling that even though it's first person so you're not going to be able to see like all of the devastation that happens to you i got a feeling some of the deaths in that game are going to be just brutal yeah i'm sure i mean even the previous resident evils had some pretty brutal deaths resident evil 4 had so many different kinds of deaths in it so i don't know it's gonna be good so, We're going to get our money's worth out of it. I'm sure there's going to be multiple playthroughs, too. Yeah, I know uh, one of the things um, I was reading up, there's easy, normal, and then if you beat it, there's madhouse difficulty. And a lot of uh, reviews said even the normal difficulty, if you're not careful with item management, can be pretty difficult. <laughs> so I got to imagine once you unlock the madhouse one, it's got to be rough. Yeah. I'm okay with that, though, because... Resident Evil games are the reason I, like, save everything that I find. And, like, like Resident Evil 4, I made it with, like, all my Magnum rounds and a rocket launcher. So, like, I just breezed through the ending of that game, no problem. I actually, uh, Code Veronica is one of my favorite games. Yeah. I actually practiced that game to the point where I could beat the whole game using nothing but the knife. That's impressive. Yeah. couple, I mean, except for the couple boss fights where you have to use the rocket launcher which i swear every resident evil game that's how you finish it here somebody drops you a rocket launcher just kind of <laughs> yeah. lame it, that is pretty much exactly what happens it's oh. almost like a trope for the series yeah now they just have to do it at some point in resident evil 7 you're gonna get a rocket launcher <laughs> <laughs> i hope they give one to you and it doesn't fire it'll <laughs> <laughs> be a, just blows up in your face oh that'd be great no, Code Veronica is good. That's actually uh, the first Resident Evil I watched was Resident Evil 2 on Nintendo 64. Probably pretty terrible compared to maybe the PlayStation version because Nintendo 64 didn't have any voice acting. Well, not much anyway. And it was fun. It, it was I watched my cousin play it. And it was creepy and it was it was good. And then I played Code Veronica on Dreamcast. I was house sitting for my cousin, so I was like alone. I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm scared. But um, no, Code Veronica is definitely up there for me in my favorite Resident Evils. I really like Claire Redfield too, so I was always excited when they brought her back and stuff. Yeah, I figured uh, this week would be a perfect time to talk about the series as a whole. Um, so we'll kind of shift away from Resident Evil 7 a little bit. Hopefully by the time we get done with the game, we're talking about it being one of our favorites. Um, it's going to be up there. It's not going to be a Resident Evil 6 or anything like that, I'm pretty sure. So that's pretty much going to be occupying a uh, second to the bottom. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i just hoping it's it stays good. Um, I like the little the tone shift. and uh, I'm still not 100% sold on first person, but watching uh, you play it before the show, it kind of eased my fears a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, no, for sure. 
And I feel like Resident Evil needs Resident Evil 7 to be good, like Final Fantasy needed Final Fantasy 15 to be good. I agree, because the last few releases have been pretty awful. 6 was... Nobody likes 6. Barely. Um, I played it as a fan. That was it. I played one campaign, and yep. I got rid of it. I'd be willing to go back and maybe revisit it with the new re-release, but I don't know yet. Um, it you, hurt me. I didn't even care for 5 that much, but 5 kind of had a sentimental place in my heart for... Well, 4 was so good that I felt like 5 kind of rode its coattails a little bit. I'll say that 5, if you put it on the hardest difficulty, it feels a bit more challenging, and I do like that. That makes it pretty good in my book. I just hated it once the zombies got guns. Yep. And that felt pretty stupid. Here's the thing, like, don't get me wrong, I I enjoyed playing co-op quite a bit. Resident Evil should not be a co-op game, just in my opinion. Any survival horror shouldn't be a co-op game. That takes away a lot of the fear when your buddy's sitting next to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only horror survival horror game I could think of that handled that well would be Dead Space 3, where you're playing it, and the other person you're playing with, because he's a different character with different experiences, starts having these hallucinations. And like you don't see what he's seeing, and it kind of freaks you out, and he becomes kind of not helpful for that reason. Yeah, I never played that. Um, it's another great series. But that was always my big thing was I liked the horror and the, you know, it's just you. And when they got into the co-op thing, and I, I understand why they did it, but it just turned into a, a you know, resident of, resident evil of duty. I mean, <laughs> resident evil of duty. Me and Chad played uh, Revelations through for a bit. And they handled the co-op better as in I was Barry and he was just a little girl. No, I know it was Red, it was Claire Redfield and a girl, and basically all he got was a flashlight that could stun the zombies long enough for me to do something about them. And he could like point stuff out that I couldn't see. So they took away his ability to be like, be able to fight, but he still had some usefulness to be second player. See, like I'd be okay with that. Less where... than Sheva, more than Tails. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be okay with that, where somebody's helpless, but you still need them, like, um, like you were saying. Because at least that still brings in a little bit of the dread factor. Because yeah. not only do you got to protect this other person, but this other person is incapable of protecting themselves at all. That would be fine with me. But In fact, both the secondary characters are younger girls, so that's good. I'd recommend it if you ever see it on sale. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that Resident Evil 7 went back to strict item management. Um, Dank old house. Yeah, scary environment, single player. It reminds me a lot more, I don't know what the first Resident Evil for you starting off, because I thought you said you didn't play the original Resident Evil. Not on PlayStation. I played the GameCube remake. That was my, uh, the original Resident Evil, I shouldn't say the original, uh, Resident Evil Director's Cut was my first experience with the series. So I've been there since pretty much the beginning. And uh, it quickly became my favorite series of games. So yeah, the original Resident Evil was my first foray into the series. Um, And that's a lot of... I know back then they had the quote-unquote tank controls and... um, I was okay with those. I I never minded them. Uh, The different camera angles so you could only see certain parts of the room kind of... Not only their tricks around... uh, 
you know, hardware limitations and stuff, but also their way of amping up the the sense of dread and the sense of, you know, being in an enclosed space. But I really, I really enjoyed it because you never knew what was around the next corner. Mm-hmm. And I felt Resident Evil 2 was the perfect blend of action and horror that the series hasn't seen since. And Resident Evil 7 actually in feel kind of feels like tank controls from first person. Yep. Because you're not strafing side to side. You're not tucking and rolling. And it's hard to get away from stuff as you watch me play. It's like run to a corner, turn around, run to a corner, turn around. What I like is you, it looks looks and feels like you're human again. You're not, you know, in Resident Evil 5 and 6, you're, you're doing stuntman moves away from things and jumping through buildings and stuff. Out of helicopter, crashing helicopters, and I mean intense. I get it, and it was intense at the time, but it's not what we wanted. Correct. Um, and I feel bad, almost ripping on that because I often say Code Veronica is my second favorite game in the series, behind Resident Evil Two, and Code Veronica was. Everybody credits Resident Evil Four with being that turning point, but Code Veronica really set the groundwork because it sold so well that game i mean it's got a few jump scares and stuff and a few spooky environments but that game was very action-based um plenty of ammo plenty of guns um plenty of healing items like i said i can beat that game with just the knife now granted i practiced but i mean tells you how many healing items and stuff there are in the game you shouldn't be able to beat that game with just the knife you shouldn't. Yeah, that's your next game for GDQ, Knife Run. I should. That would be awesome. I never did play Code Veronica X. Pretty much the same thing. There's just a couple minor changes. Just an excuse to re-release it on a decent system? Uh, it came down to like a licensing agreement. PlayStation wanted the next... It was written in their contract that they got the next um, mainline sequel. <coughs> and... Capcom tried to get around that by not calling it Resident Evil 4. They called it Code Veronica. Well, then Sony got PO'd and this, that, and the other thing happened. Hmm. Um, well, that's a great one. And the Edward family, or I think that was their name. Ashford. Ashford. Edward was the main guy, I think. And he, that, threw, that little twist there threw me for a loop when he figured out his uh, identity there. Yes. <laughs> but... Um, Actually, you know, I'd like to get those GameCube remakes for all those the Nemesis and Resident Evil 2. Yeah, that's the one we haven't even... One of the ones we haven't even talked about was Nemesis. Um, that one was very action-based, too, but not only... Uh, and it had branching choices, too. Didn't have a ton of effect on what happened, but you could choose to fight Nemesis or run away, and it had varying minor changes on the story going forward. That was pretty scary, Nemesis. Yeah, because that bastard jumped out when you didn't expect him to all the time, and you never had weapons when he jumped out. Um, and he was literally unstoppable. Horrible. Of course, the deaths back then... I'm sorry I keep interrupting when you talk, champ. It's all good. Yeah. The deaths weren't quite as horrifying as they are now in games, but back then, you know, gore and stuff was less prevalent than it is now. Well, that and it doesn't look as realistic as it does... Yeah. You left a lot to the imagination. I remember, like, when you'd get eaten or, you know, killed by zombies, your 
it'd show a little splatter of blood on the screen, and then your and then body like, would oh my God. turn purple or something. And then you get the Resident Evil 4, and there's literally like 40 different deaths, including a skin in your face getting eaten off by bug acid. Yeah. It's just pretty awesome. You know, those are, you know, we've talked about the good Resident Evil games in the series. We didn't talk about the remake, though. Or Resident Evil Zero. Or Raccoon City Chronicles. Are you talking Operation Raccoon City? Yeah, that's the one. I bought that game on uh, release. I thought it was such a cool uh, premise. And the the I'll say this, the multiplayer wasn't bad. Um, wasn't great, but wasn't bad. Um, I kind of enjoyed it. Had kind of a little uh, kind of sick enjoyment out of it. Yeah. But the campaign was bad. I remember second or third mission. It was... <sighs> I fell through the floor. I literally clipped through the floor. Not like I hit a trap door or something. Clipped through the floor, got stuck, and couldn't progress. And every time I loaded the mis- mission, because of where it auto-saved, I couldn't get around that hole, quote-unquote, in the floor. So I couldn't progress anymore without That's restarting awful. the game. That's awful. Um, and I tried again, and I got to the same part, and same thing happened. So I don't... It was upsetting. Nah, me and a couple of buddies played that one straight through one night. I lost that game. I cared so little about it. I literally just lost it. And I don't know where it is. And uh, the premise was kind of cool. You played like a team of operatives that worked for Umbrella. And basically you're going through the different parts of the series in the do Umbrella things. Like during the other, while the other games were happening. But um, it was just, it crashed and burned as well as it should have. Because all the characters, like, they tried to make it look like they were different, but they were all the same. Like, they tried to make it sound, seem like there's classes, but the skills are the same, the weapons are the same. It's just kind of trash. That is, that is one of the prime examples of the trailer making the game. The, the trailer was by far the best thing the game had to offer. Yeah. Um, like I said, the multiplayer, I guess, when it was working, was okay. But definitely not enough to sustain the game by any means um some other really bad ones and like I said huge resident evil fan so i pretty much got them all <coughs> resident evil survivor on playstation and then outbreak i actually kind of liked outbreak now what was the difference were they both online uh no uh survivor was playstation one it was the first foray into first person you couldn't you just literally played first person you couldn't like see your gun or anything there was just a cursor on the screen weird um we'll have to play it one time Hmm. it's uh i enjoyed it but it's really bad the first game first person for resident evil yeah interesting i i don't know how to describe it other than it's really bad but i enjoyed it because it was resident evil from a new perspective but the story was i can't even remember the story but it was pretty bad and it's a short little game it's like you probably beat it in five six hours i mean not that any of the resident evil games are very long but hmm. i think i never played that one i never played outbreak there's a couple of rail shooters on the wii that were okay i played one of those uh dark i never played dark side chronicles or whatever it was the other one is umbrella chronicles that's and that one's good yeah and i heard the other one's pretty good too be fun to play those. There was a Game Boy one I always wanted to play, but I never did. Gaiden? Yeah. I think, he, I think, was that Barry in that one? I thought it was, yeah, I think so. Because he had disappeared for a long time after the first one. 
They had uh they had one that was uh, a light gun shooter that I, I actually still have called uh, Dead Aim. I don't remember that. I still have it. Um, that was on Wii also? Nope, that one was on PS2. No kidding. Huh. Yep, I have that. Uh, it's bad, but it's kind of fun in the fact that you get to use a light gun. Um, Outbreak, I actually thought that premise was super cool. Think of... For the people that didn't play it, it's like a less action-based uh, Left for Dead um, in the Resident Evil universe. Everybody started off with, you could be a cop, um, like one was like just a waitress, um, one was just like a... I'm imagining it kind of like an escape room type game. Kind of. There was like four characters. One was, you know, one was a cop, one was... I want to say, for some odd reason, lawyer pops into my head. But, you know, like, guy that would have, like, no survival skills. Um, but, yeah, there was four different characters. They had different special abilities, but everybody was infected. And the amount of oh. infection would go up would depend on your class. And, like, if you got bit, it would go up more. So finding herbs and stuff like that would take down your infection level. But you had to work together to escape the city now the caveat to this was it was one of the first games that allowed online so you could play with different people online and you had to work together i don't think there was any type of voice chat then either i believe there was oh but it wasn't not many people had it and i remember that's right around the time that i got high speed internet for the first time and i played that game and loved it but nobody had internet back then it was, um, shouldn't say nobody, but it wasn't nearly as common. It was right around the start of the internet boom, and I think it just kind of went by the wayside. And then they even released a second one called uh, File 2 or something like that. But that one did well overseas, didn't do too well here. I'd like to see a return of that for online play. They did actually do that one last fall that tanked on PS4. Oh, uh... It was a PvP game. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it. I don't know anybody that played it. I don't know how well it did. It got bad reviews, I know that. It didn't look that fun. It just made me think of, uh... What's that one we were just talking about? Raccoon City? Yeah, it was a lot like that. And that was just a bad taste in my mouth. I'm like, nah, no thanks. But, no, if they did a return to, a return to the multiplayer online thing, I think they could probably make something pretty decent i don't i think they'd have to stay away from action though i think they'd have to make it you know what would be cool maybe if they did like um that uh dead by daylight game or the new friday the 13th game coming out where you had survivors trying to run from like nemesis or something that'd be cool yeah or some kind of evil monster semi-intelligent i uh i think they need to stick with their roots and that's what i like about resident evil 7 it seems like they're going back to that because I, I feel even Capcom kind of went through an identity crisis a while back when they released the remake on GameCube. Because by that point in time, I'm trying to remember if that came out. Did that come out before Resident Evil 4 or after? I want to say it was after. The remake remake for yeah. GameCube? Yep. It was before. Was it before? Because that was the, uh, beside Code Veronica, so it was one of the first Resident Evils I had played personally. And then I played the other two, three, and then four came out in the fall. 
So I'm pretty certain that was. Because I, I, I know they were trying to. Uh, Look it up. Um, not a lot of people played the original. I shouldn't say not a lot because obviously enough people played it to get a sequel. But a lot of people's exposure was Resident Evil 2. It wasn't even the original. And they kind of went back to their roots there. And the remake was one of the best examples of how a reboot or a remake should be done. It still holds up today. I mean, they was it last summer they released the HD port of it? Or was that a year, two years ago now? For the first one? Yeah. Um, I want to say it was 2015. I think it was 2015. And then they did Zero. Not that much longer after it. I would say, I think it was late spring, probably March, because then they released the dual pack. For anybody out there that might play Resident Evil 7, um, definitely check out, and hasn't ever played a Resident Evil game, definitely check out. Um, so the remake came out in 2002, and then 0, and then 2005 was 4. Definitely check out the remake of Resident Evil. Oh yeah, for sure. Those graphics are so beautiful, they hold up to this day. Not only that, that game is... It's super challenging, too. I'd say get any of the digital re-releases up to 5. I mean, they're all pretty decent. 5 if you want a shooter. If you want a brainless-type shooter, something to play over the weekend. But definitely play the first one and Resident Evil Zero. Yeah, Resident Evil Zero was... uh, That's one of my favorites. It's kind of the bastard child of the series, but... It's like loved and also overlooked. Yeah, it's got some mechanics that a lot of people liked and didn't like. I personally liked it... um, instead of your little item boxes that carry over wherever you go. Yeah. Where you drop something in that game, it stays there. And I like that. It's more realistic. Yep. And item box, I think there are item boxes, right? But they're not linked. Yeah. Which is, ugh. I don't think any other Resident Evil has that drop mechanic. Yeah, not that I can think of. I think Outbreak might have, actually. Okay. But I don't remember. It's been so long. Pretty sure I still actually have that game. And now I want to play more Resident Evil. Actually, I want to play all the Resident Evils at once. Yes. So, those games are super good. Um, they're brutal hard, though. I mean, you get bit two or three times, you're dead. Yeah. And it makes the first one hard because you can only carry so much, you know? Well, the thing I like, too, is... Um, and they kind of got away with it. And as much as I love 4, 4 was where the turning point was. But back in those days, and to, like you said, to a lesser extent, Resident Evil 3 and Code Veronica, where the zombies were just kind of cannon fodder. But in Zero and the remake, the zombies meant, I mean, the zombie was, if you got bit by him, your condition went from green to yellow or even orange in one bite. I just, I just like that the zombies in those games... Even one is, it's a threat. Um, later on in the series, it wasn't a threat till 10, 15 of them were running at you. And like I said, as much as I love Resident Evil 4, um, I honestly remember back in the day thinking that myself, that I hope this doesn't take zombies away. It did. And it did. It added mystery in a sense that you didn't know what they were, but I don't know. After that game, the series got really just crazy. Yeah, and then, like you said, they started getting guns and... and semi-intelligence, which is not what we want from zombies. Not only that, but now Umbrella's not even... I mean, maybe in 7 they'll bring them back, but Umbrella's not even part of it anymore. No. Um, 
They just, I, I don't know. They kind of, they kind of threw something new at you, and I don't think they quite knew where they wanted to go with it, because in the span of three games, they went from disgruntled villagers with semi-intelligence that pretty much just attacked you with, you know, blunt objects and stuff. Yeah. To that, but then they became militarized and would use guns and turrets and stuff like that. There was a cult for a while, which was kind of cool. To Resident Evil 6, where it was a mix of all that, but they would talk to you and they would... um, There's a lot more mutations in that, if I remember right. Yeah, and... It became like an intentional biological warfare is what it became. And you're never given a reason why, yeah. which is the thing that kind of drove me nuts. Be- yeah. Because in the original three, um, which all take place in the span of like two days, um, the mansion incident, the virus gets out kind of thing, and there's, you know, the stars team sent in, they realize what's going on, that this company's been biologically experimenting well then the outbreak hits the city everybody's trying to get out umbrella nukes the city to save face save the virus stop it from getting out so they can still manufacture it and then code veronica is chris and claire trying to well chris going claire looking for chris trying to kind of take the fight to umbrella to expose them for what they are and then Somewhere in between there, you know, Umbrella kind of died and everybody found out about it, but you're never really told how that happened. That's true. I would assume something to do with Wesker, but I don't recall anything of how it happened either. Um, Do they ever really say how the virus is spread? Through bites. But you get bit like a million times. Well, it's a video game, though. Okay. Plot armor. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to get all logical and stuff. I don't know. It's a, they're cool games um, when it comes down to it. Iconic games. Yeah. I mean, they really did kind of start the zombie craze in the video game world, in my opinion. Well, they brought back horror games for a while, too. Um, look at all the games that came out after it. Silent Hill. Um, Parasite Eve. Parasite Eve. Dino Crisis. Yeah. Dino Crisis 2 was so so good. I never played 3 for reasons. Yeah. yeah. Um, fuck, I would... There's one other big series, but I can't remember. So Dead Space, man, I tell you, Dead Space is probably the best modern horror game that I've played. But a modern horror is a pretty big genre in the indie market and PC game world. So, I mean, there's all that too. I still, we guess I still want to play Amnesia. Anyway, yeah, that that's a game that's always been on my list too. I have it, just haven't played it. Well, that being said, like, let us kind of. Um, let us know what your favorite Resident Evil game is. Um, yeah. If you're excited about Resident Evil 7, uh, we both are. Um, we're hoping it kind of brings the series back. So far, so good. Um, you know, let us know if you've done any crazy things like beating the whole game with the knife. I'm sure somebody out there's beaten like the remake with just the knife. Don't know how. Pacifist runs. Yeah. <laughs> Running by and petting the zombies. It'll be okay. I'll tell your parents. Just shh. I'll tell your family that you died honorably. So, yeah. Um, you can hit us up at Baldy and the Beard at um, Gmail. Uh, on Facebook, Baldy and the Beard. On Twitter, Baldy underscore Beard. Um, we appreciate all feedback, positive, negative. Let us know 
you like, what you don't like. I mean, we already know we're stupid, so you don't have to go there. <laughs> but if you really need to, I guess it's therapeutic for you. And that we're, we want to be here for you. Yeah, yeah, that's you know we're sponges. We'll take it. And uh, I'd like to thank Danimal Cannon for the use of his songs interlude and postlude from his album Lunaria, Lunaria, Lunaria. Yeah, it's very good. Don't know what the interstitial music's going to be yet, but we'll figure it out. That's the middle stuff. That's the cream between the cookie. That's right. My cookie. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>